With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome one, welcome all to another edition of Third and One from the Gun. I'm your host, Mitchell Blair, and we're talking CFL and CFL wagering. Before getting into the games in the final week of the season, which means absolutely nothing, seeing we know who's making the playoffs and who will be playing where in the division semis, that's the first time that's happened since 1996, by the way. Let's go back and see how things went last week for yours truly. I said to go with the Tiger Cats and the money line against Ottawa, but take the Red Blacks to cover, and yeah, that happened. Hamilton needed a last-second field goal to pull out the W. I said go hard on BC because they'd mollywop Edmonton, and yeah, that happened. I said go with Calgary as the underdog to walk into Regina and put the final nail in the Ryder coffin, and yeah, that happened. And then I said take Montreal on the road in Toronto because they were a slight dog. The way this game ended is one of the things I absolutely hate about the CFL. I detest it. After the Alouettes tied the game late, the Argos drove down the field to give Boris Beattie a chance at being a hero by kicking a game-winning 47-yard field goal. The field goal missed, but Chandler Worthy was out of bounds on the end line when he caught the ball, so Toronto gets a rouge and a win. That also cost me a perfect week. Yes, only in the CFL do you reward failure with success. And in this case, a victory. I hate the Rouge. I literally despise it. I think it's one of the dumbest rules in any of the pro sports. You shouldn't be awarding points for failures. Why is this still a rule? It is so, so dumb. Yes, some will shoot back and say you're taking away from a potential long-missed field goal touchdown. Hey, if you want to have someone try and bring it out of the end zone for a potential big play, that's fine. But if he's brought down inside the end zone, don't award a point for it. Either bring the ball out at your own risk or put it at the spot of the miss for the other team to take over. The same goes with punt singles. The object to try and pin the opposition deep if the ball bounces into the end zone and you've failed... Put the ball at the 20. Don't award a point. Some say the rouge is what makes the CFL game so unique. I say it's one of the things that makes the league look dumb. It is a hot topic of debate, though. You know what else makes the CFL look dumb? We're less than a month away from the 109th Grey Cup at Regina's Mosaic Stadium. Usually, we'd know what the halftime act would be. As of the time of recording this, we still don't know. With it being in Saskatchewan, maybe we'll get a little of this. Let's have a party, party tonight. We'll bring the music for your delight. 
the barrel, spread out some cheer. We'll play a polka for everyone here. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I'm sure the younger demographic would be riveted to their TV for that one. Some have jokingly suggested it would be the Wiggles. The last time the Grey Cup was in Regina, the halftime performer was Headley. Yeah, I think we can scratch that one off as a possible act. Me? I'm on record as saying Shania Twain's going to be the halftime performer for the third time in Grey Cup history. I can't see her coming in on a dog sled like she did in the snow in Ottawa a few years back. Man, I love that. But it would be good seeing Shania back on stage, and she does have some new music out there, so why not? Maybe we'll find out this weekend. Hopefully we'll find out this weekend. Okay, let's get to what we've got to end the regular season. And like I said, all four games are meaningless. We know where everyone's going to finish. It's like four glorified preseason games to end it off, which I'm sure those in the league office aren't happy with, seeing there's no excitement leading into the playoffs. It's just a nightmare when it comes to betting. You know no one is going to be playing their top guys, and if they are, they won't be out there for that long. And even those teams that aren't going to the playoffs are likely dressing players that they otherwise wouldn't to give them some playing time. The biggest news coming out of games this week is the fact Nathan Rourke returns for the BC Lions Friday night at Winnipeg. If you followed the CFL this year, you know the Canadian quarterback was having one of the best seasons we've seen for a long time, and one that could have seen a few single-season records being broken until he suffered a foot injury. Some believe that injury could cost him the season, but the Lions were hoping he could return before playoffs, and he's going to. How much we'll see Rourke in Winnipeg is not known, but if he can shake off some rust and get BC to playing where they were before he got hurt, it's going to send some defensive coordinators scrambling to their playbook to try and contain him in what was a potent BC offense until that injury. The Bombers will start Zach Caleros at quarterback, and I expect he wouldn't play much more than a quarter, if that, before he hands over the reins to Drew Brown. A Caleros injury is the last thing Winnipeg needs, but he also needs some reps since he didn't play last week and obviously won't next since the Bombers have the bye. Winnipeg's favored by four in this one. That line surprises me because of Rourke's rear appearance, and it makes me lean BC's way just because of the Rourke factor, with Winnipeg having nothing to play for and BC wanting to find out something when it comes to their quarterback, go with the Lions. One thing to watch might be how much Brady Oliveira plays. The Bombers running back is 71 yards shy of 1,000. If he can get there, he joins John Cornish, Jerome Messam, and Andrew Harris as Canadian running backs to hit the 1,000-yard plateau, with all three doing it several times. The Saturday triple header begins with Montreal at Toronto. If it wasn't for the ridiculous rouge, this game would have been a battle for first place in the East. McLeod Bethel-Thompson will sit and watch this one as Chad Kelly gets some reps. Toronto's favored by three points, and again, there's probably more money there if you go with the Alouettes. Montreal's resting Trevor Harris and other regulars, though, so I'm going to go with Toronto to cover and win this game. Hamilton will finish up in Ottawa. The game could have meant something had the Red Blacks been able to hang on at Tim Hortons Field last week, but they didn't. Dane Evans suffered a hand injury in that contest, which meant Matthew Schultz had to come in at the end to get the victory for Hamilton. Word from Steeltown is Evans avoided what could have been a major injury that likely would have been season-ending, so you know he isn't playing. And Ottawa has said Caleb Evans will start in place of Nick Arbuckle, who was settling in nicely since Bobby Dice took over as head coach. Dice, who I've previously said is one of the best guys in the CFL, is someone the guys in Ottawa want to play for. I don't know if he wants the job moving forward, but I'm sure he'll be considered. 
because this team has played a lot better since he took over. Because of that, I think Ottawa will go out and play their A-double-S off in order to get a win and finish the season on a high and perhaps send a message to the higher-ups that Dice is the guy moving forward. I'll take the home team in this one. That leaves us with Saskatchewan at Calgary. The Riders are a mess. In a game they had to win last week, they came out with nothing. Head coach Craig Dickinson said the decision to bench Cody Fajardo in place of Mason Fine was to give the offense a spark. I've seen a bigger spark fall off a lit cigarette. This is a team just waiting for the season to end. I'm not expecting much from the green guys. I just hope they can give Calgary a better game than what they gave them a week ago. And that's a big ask. The question in Calgary is, will Bo Levi Mitchell play? And if so, will it be the last snaps he takes as a member of the Stampeders? There's no question. Bo Levi is likely gone at the end of this season as this team is Jake Myers moving forward. With Calgary going to BC for the West Semi, it's the last chance for Bo Levi to play at home, and I would think the Stampeders as an organization would allow Bo one last chance to sling the rock and get what I would hope would be a nice ovation from a fan base that must be appreciative of what he's done for this team. In the game last week, Calgary just gave a steady diet of Diedrich Mills to the rider defense, and the big man just chewed up big chunks of yardage. I'd expect that to be the same here, and I'd expect the result to be the same. Take Calgary, who's favored by five to win this one and win it going away. They'd be my sure thing of the week, a week that certainly is going to be very unpredictable. In fact, the best advice I can really give you this week, if you're placing a wager, is to look at the lineups and put your money down about three or four hours before game time so nothing crazy happens. So to recap, I'm going to go with the underdog Lions to cover an outright win. I'm going to take Toronto, I'll go with Ottawa, and I'll take Calgary to easily cover as they put the final shovels of dirt on the Saskatchewan coffin and what will be a week that will hopefully bring us some good games but provide no real drama, seeing everything's already known. Whether you fade or tail these picks is up to you. What's also up to you is to find the best return of investment. There can be a wide disparity in these games when it comes to the wager you put down or what book you want to put it down on. Check the tools at your disposal. Make the bet that will bring you the best return. It may just be a couple of dollars, but hey, I'd rather take home 55 than 50, and I think you'd say the same thing. That's all I got for this week. I'm Mitchell Blair. This has been third and one from the gun. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the games, and I'll talk to you next week when we talk playoffs and other CFL-related news. Who knows? Maybe we'll know who's playing the Grey Cup halftime show by that time. Have a great week.